Right, it's Kano here to talk about the Mortal Kombat film. There are high points and there are low points, but especially there are low spinny kick points. And there are lasers coming out of me eyeball! It's the Infinity Watch Podcast! You gotta admit that's at least like a nine out of ten Australian accent. That was pretty good. I was I was pretty impressed. I don't think I would have been able to uh, to, to hold the Australian accent for that long and that many words that I have never said uh, with an Australian accent before. So, so there you have it. Props to you, Eric. Uh, welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. We are in season two, episode sixteen. My name is Tommy, and I'm joined by my Australian outback co-host eric meyer what up that was wild i just love how i i feel like uh all of our intros now are just we're just gonna have samplings of really good slash bad slash <laughs> yeah. in between accents of the world yeah it's just gonna it's just gonna depend um like i i feel like i'm okay with australian because 90 percent of the podcasts i listen to are hosted by australians and so it's just like I listen to an absurd amount of Australian media, but uh, uh, there will certainly come a time. I mean, it, it, it happened in the last like my German accent's no good. <laughs> I think it got slightly better, but uh, it's so much fun, though. True. I, there's something about that that uh, it's just fun to do. True. To do. Absolutely. Um, I guess with with Loki coming up, we'll have to see how your Owen Wilson is. Yeah, oh, okay. Okay, I'll start practicing up. So uh, that'll that'll be the next challenge, I think. Let's get that one in there. Wow. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Infinity Watch Podcast. We're here this week to talk about the new film that is available to watch in theaters or on HBO Max, Mortal Kombat. Um, we will get into that uh, in a bit. But before we do, let's jump into the news I have a lot of different random things kind of this week. Um, the first of which being is that uh, they were film filming the upcoming Flash movie right now. And part of that filming is is uh, underway in, in England. And uh, we now have confirmation that they are filming at this crazy-ass mansion that they used in the 1989 Batman film as uh, uh, Bruce Wayne's home. So he is 100%, you know, in this wow. movie, we're going to see Michael Keaton back as Bruce Wayne and Batman. So super interesting stuff. I, I'm actually excited about this because that's very nostalgic for me. Yeah, I'm uh, I would say probably the Flash is my favorite DC character. So I'm Same. I'm interested in like anything they want to do with the flash. And I did like Ezra Miller's uh, portrayal of the flash in the, uh, in the Snyder cut. Um, I was definitely one of the most redeeming parts for sure. I would say, uh, does he play a bigger role in, in the Snyder cut of that film? Oh yeah, he is. Uh, he's, I mean, I guess spoiler alert, I guess, but, uh, 
he's the reason the world doesn't end basically he's like the sole reason that that uh that they don't all get fucked up Um, damn yeah 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 so enjoyed enjoyed seeing that and uh yeah i'm i'm pretty stoked i'm real i'm stoked about this movie um and i'm really stoked about this robert pattinson batman movie as well so uh, hopefully good things on the horizon for dc movies we'll we'll see remains to be seen but yeah absolutely yeah i mean i guess i need to watch i probably should watch this snyder cut um I've, i've been putting it off for a while um and I don't know. I like the Flash. I feel like they needed to focus on him a little bit more because I feel like he's the most interesting too. Yes. Um, and he's never really gotten that much attention. I feel like you could have kind of, uh, in the sense that Iron Man wasn't super big, you know, it's just like, yeah. let's, let's, we've seen Superman, we've seen Batman, we've seen Wonder Woman even, you know, on, on TV and stuff like that. But uh, not too much Flash. So, I mean, Flash had a TV show, but still. Yeah. Which was good um, if, if you're, I mean, it's good in... <laughs> like those CW TV shows are very much CW TV shows, but like in the grand scheme of those, the flash is in my opinion, easily the best one. And it's not close. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No competition. So um, speaking of the Snyder cut, um, there was some behind the scenes footage um, that was tweeted out by actor Wayne T Carr. Mm. Um, he was, filmed for the Snyder cut to play uh, one of the Green Lanterns, but I guess the studio, Warner Brothers, stopped him from adding Jon Stewart uh, into the film. Um, But now that there's this picture of kind of a green screen, you know, CGI suit, Jon Stewart uh, on Twitter, now fans are, um, you know, (laughs) tweeting out, restore the Snyderverse, give us the Green Lantern cut, you know. All these, you know, everything now, I feel like everything's like release the blank cut, um, which is just, it's like, okay, <laughs> you know. Um, but hey, I, I love Green Lantern. Green Lantern's Same. probably tied with Flash for uh, my fave uh, DC superhero. So it would have been yeah, cool yeah. to see that. Yeah, I, I agree. But like, my God, pe- people are insufferable with this shit a lot of the time. <laughs> Like how much, how much do you need to have in one movie too? Also? Yeah. It's uh, I mean, I will say, I guess to, to be, to be the voice of the people, which we all know I so often am. Um, I can see it's like that character was still in the movie, like word for word. It just was Martian Manhunter instead. And it was inconsequential in every possible way. So it's like, I do see it's like, you should have just probably let him throw the throw the Green Lantern in there. But also, who fucking cares? It doesn't matter. So, like, I don't know. I can say. Oh, I my gosh. Yeah, the, I watched the Martian Manhunter thing, and I still don't really quite understand the the logic of all of that there. You know, I don't know. Yeah, there I, there is there is none. The logic is because they had already written in Green Lantern for those scenes. And and <laughs> this is a. Uh, yeah, they said don't do that, and he was like, "Okay, it's Martian Manhunter instead." Because in the Snyderverse, they're the same exact character. I can only assume. Right. It's I. I guess like the, you know, the Snyder cut is like basically like a, I don't know, like an after the facts, you know, duct tape together movie. But uh, the one thing I always hate is when like you add in like after credits or end movie like little teases that are really just there for fan service, kind of. And and 
that's it just to throw it in there and i feel like that was exactly what that was and i was just like well i like him but like this is so stupid yeah i like it when it's like consequential in even a little bit but like i i yeah i don't like it when it's strictly like this will never come back again <laughs> right exactly it's just like hey we're throwing this in to make you happy yeah but, um i also do just find it funny that like martian manhunter should terrify anyone if they hear that name yeah like, uh what you're the martian what you know and <laughs> But it, to, to fans, like, they like it. But, like, yeah. in-universe of the movie, they should be like, uh, hold on a second. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, Manhunter? I'm a man. <laughs> I don't want to be hunted by a Martian. That sounds scary. Yeah, I don't, a freaky-looking Martian <laughs> at that, so. Oh, All yes. right, let's move out of the, uh, the Snyderverse here. <laughs> Eric, did you see the uh, leaked pictures of Eamon Vellani in her Miss Marvel suit this week? No, I saw a different leaked picture. I did not see that one. I'll uh, I'll look it up right now. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. So even yeah, even uh, Villani is is going to be playing Kamala Khan, uh, who is Miss Marvel in an upcoming Disney Plus series, which is supposed to premiere at the end of this year. Um, and very very clear photos of her in her suit have leaked online. Wow. Um, I think just Jared posted them. What do you think, Eric? big fan actually this yeah yeah big fan it, it's very very comic accurate if, yeah. if you've ever read you know uh miss marvel it, it she looks just like she does in the comics i think they did a really good job of of translating that and you know i would say that like behind the scenes pictures the costumes always look a little bit weird i feel like before they're like you know touched up or blah 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 yep. you know like whatever they do to make them look good in the movies um this one looks pretty good just on its yeah, own that's exactly what i was thinking that's exactly what i was thinking this like looks like this has the post touch-up look without any touch-ups yeah which is super impressive so yeah um no no complaints from me that's for sure I uh so can we I, I hope I'm not stealing your thunder, but there was another suit that leaked this week that I feel like badly needs some of those touch ups. And all right, uh, drop it on us. That is the suit of uh Jeremy Renner himself, Hawkeye. Did you see this one, Tom? Oh yeah, I saw this one. <sighs> yep. I was not a fan of that one. <laughs> yeah. Just, it looked yeah. like a very mediocre cosplay to me. Yeah, they're going for kind of the uh, the Matt Fraction yes. Hawkeye suit, which is kind of like a black background with uh, like a little purple arrowy thing on it. And yeah, it just uh, it looks funky yeah. in the behind the scenes picture. Yeah, um, but I bet it but... looks fine. And I can see how like I see what they're going for. And I and I hope it looks better in uh, in live action. Yeah, I think it'll look a lot better just based off of how Jeremy Renner gets his photos taken. Uh, as we discussed last week, he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't know how to be in yeah, any yeah, photos. He's, so. a, he's a dad. Um, I will say that he's taking a picture uh, with the actress that will be playing Echo um, in that series as well, which she actually popped up as a supporting character of Daredevil for a while in, in Brian uh, Michael Bendis' run, which is really oh, good. Okay. Um, and she's basically like a Native American lady that is is deaf um oh, and so it'll be interesting to see how that kind of uh 
works out there. And she also played Ronan in the comics, which is kind of the disguise oh, that uh, yeah. Hawkeye had in Endgame there. So maybe there's a connection. Very interesting. I That context makes me a lot more hyped. I had no... Oh, boy. Oh, my. What was that? That's my dog screaming at somebody who dares to walk down the street in front of our house. Um, that's, that's her land. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I was unaware of who this character was at all um but that actually sounds really cool i'm uh i'm stoked for that now yeah i'm excited it it should hopefully be good and the fact that it's not really focused just on jeremy renner we got uh kate bishop there too i think that's it's 100 for the better for sure all right um let's talk about falcon and the winter soldier a little bit even though we finished that series up last week um the website, the direct was talking with uh, one of the directors of Falcon and winter soldier. Her name is Carrie Scoglin. Um, and they basically were saying their reasoning for not showing Isaiah Bradley, like a young Isaiah Bradley fighting um, in the wars he fought in, which I thought was kind of interesting. Cause I was like, after the fact I was, it would have been kind of cool to see like a young version of him all buffed up, just like yeah. fucking people up. Oh yeah. Um, but I guess they were saying, she said, um, it was always going to be a modern day retelling because I think you want to see the man who is telling the story, how it affected him to do a flashback is a cinematic paradigm that we're all used to, but it takes you out of the emotion of the person. And so she said, in this case, that compelling story had to be told by him and we had to see the effects it took on him because I think to just do a flashback and see it would just be another series of images that might not have the same emotional impact as the heartfelt storytelling. What? Um, That's, that's bullshit that's actual bullshit the the rule number one is show don't tell and that was a lengthy excuse of well actually this time it's better to tell instead of show no it's not no it's fucking yeah i feel like just like even if it was like brief like you know how like they kind of do like the ptsd type flashbacks and like shows and movies yeah they did flashbacks for bucky it was good enough for the winter soldier I feel like they're like, this would just cost a lot of money. Yeah, that's the real. That answer, really, I wasn't even annoyed until I heard that answer. That is, that's actually bullshit. Oh my gosh. So this article I'm reading on the top comment, that says, yeah, we get it. Your budget wouldn't allow it. Yeah, like just say (laughs) that people get it. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just complete uh, BS. And it's funny because before that article, before I read that article, I was like, I didn't even think about the fact that they didn't show a flashback. Yeah, now um, I'm pissed about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how I feel too. Ridiculous. So we're on the same page. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. One more thing. Um, I guess there was an interview with, who is it here? Murphy's Multiverse, which is another website, they interviewed showrunner of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Malcolm Spellman. And he just said at one point, I was surprised about how few of the upcoming Marvel movies have been announced. Fans will start to become more and more clear as these projects get announced. So basically, uh, our Lord and Savior Kevin Feige has got a lot of movies planned. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's been a lot of people wondering if there's going to be Thunderbolts movies, Nova, Dark Avengers, you know, anything Nova. like this coming up and uh it seems like there's a lot of stuff coming our way and we don't necessarily know about it so um should be should be interesting yeah i'm not gonna lie i totally forget i mean there was hype for a nova movie like five six years ago and uh 
fuck, that would be a good movie. I love Nova so much as a character. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. And and you know what? Maybe they could totally retcon it, but because uh, obviously uh, Xandar has been destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Thanos destroyed Xandar. And there's a really cool Nova story where Xandar basically gets destroyed. And, and Nova, as we know him, you know, the first one, mm-hmm. uh, Richard Ryder, um, he's like the last Nova Corps person to survive. Yeah. And he kind of absorbs the power of, of the Nova Corps. Um, and it's just like a really cool story. I guess they could still kind of do that. Yeah, he's, for sure. He, he was chilling on the other side of the galaxy dealing with another problem. And then he's like, oh, fuck. All, all my peeps died. It's just between him and what Sam Alexander. I feel like yep, yep. I've I've read, I've read their first big arcs in the comics, mm-hmm. you know, years ago, and I wasn't like super hype on the character because I didn't know much about him. And after reading both those stories, I loved them both. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. I'm a big fan. I read, um, a fair amount of the Sam Alexander story. I don't think I read it through to the end, um. And then I've just I've uh, just read different stories like here and there featuring uh, our boy Dick Ryder. And yeah, uh, what a name. Yeah, what a name. yeah that's what, what were they thinking there? But uh, man, that would be a great movie for sure. All right. So I wanted to take a look back. And uh, Eric, I really wanted to understand what your thoughts were. Now that it's been a year since Black Widow came out, I wanted to know how you were feeling about it. <laughs> um you know do you still have the same thoughts that it's the best mcu movie to date uh one year out what what do you think i mean i don't think there is any possible reality where i think this is even in the top five marvel movies Uh, no definitely not (laughs) definitely not um wow i cannot believe this movie was supposed to come out a year ago though that is well, you know, and in, in speaking of that, I guess I should also be asking, why aren't we doing our, our hype episode for Shang-Chi, which is going to come out in uh, five days here? <laughs> oh, man. The Marvel timeline is so fucked at this point. R.I.P. I mean, I think it's just like the timeline of life and Earth is just fucked at this point. I will say I went through, uh, we, we talked about this a few episodes ago, the Mandela effect. Yeah. Um, yeah. In which like large groups of people misremember certain things um, that don't really make sense. Like why are large groups of people like, uh, you know, the Berenstein Bears, the Berenstain Bears and yeah. and uh, the, the Kazam movie <laughs> with Sinbad. Yeah, never... Like why do I completely remember that? And so like I just, you know. I think alternate realities are just collapsing onto us right now. It and could be fucking up everything out. So it, it could be for sure. I mentioned the whole Berenstain bears, Berenstain bears to Amelia uh, last week. And she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's like, there was never an a there. And I was like, right. You know, so weird. <laughs> so weird. All right. Getting back into reality. Um, Eric, I thought you might be interested in this one. Um, there's a rumor going around that Marvel studios has, big plans for Norman Osborn beyond Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, There was a quote from a report out that says Marvel has offered the role of Norman Osborn to an actor who has not accepted the role yet. They are a prominent New Yorker who has a history with Marvel Studios. So I don't know what the fuck that means, but I love Norman Osborn. I want more Spider-Man stuff. I watched Spider-Man Far From Home 
uh, last yeah. night, uh, me and my partner Amelia did, and oh my gosh, just I haven't watched that movie in a while. So good. Yeah, yeah, those Spider-Man movies are very good. Um, I guess that means you know Rudy Giuliani for Norman Osborn confirmed. Yeah, <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> um, oh Jesus fucking Christ, that would be the worst thing of all time. But no, I. Uh, it would be so good because it's so bad i mean i'm gonna bite my tongue uh <laughs> so uh i think norman osborne is one of the best villains in the marvel universe and if they use him as like the new big bad um like in in similar to thanos god that would make me so fucking happy um there's it would so be much a nice do. it would be a nice dichotomy too like he's just a yeah, dude yeah yeah for sure. Just a psycho dude. <laughs> just a psycho, very smart dude. Um, God, I, I would love that so much. I, I hope they do it. And I really hope. I really hope. Like, I don't want to get too excited because, like, none of it's confirmed. But I really. Well, and I, I guess, like, my concern, too, is like he's owned by Sony still. Well, what my hope is that this deal that they came to with uh, Sony bringing the Spider-Man movies to Disney Plus or allowing that. To me, that implies that, like, they've got a plan, at least for the next few years, of, of working together with this character. Um, yeah. And I, it's just, that's better, that's better for everybody. So, I, I hope mean, that's Do true. you remember the backlash when, like, they couldn't reach the deal? Yeah, of course! It was, yeah, that it was, was terrible. to me, rough times. Yeah! Rough times. Yeah, yeah, it's just, like... Spider-Man needs to be as much a part of the Marvel universe as humanly fucking possible. Uh, that character is like the heart and soul of Marvel, literally like way more so in, in the comics, way more so than cap way more so than iron man, way more so than literally anybody It is Spider-Man. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, I, I just, and Tom Holland's so good in that role. I just hope we see a, a shitload of Tom Holland in the next uh, five to ten years. Yeah, just keep him coming, man. For just keep sure, coming. for sure. Um, <laughs> the only other thing I had is that I got a notification, I think from Disney Plus this morning, that was like, are you watching The Bad Batch? <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, no, I'm not. Yeah, that is uh that's the only thing I had is you know, May this will probably come out tomorrow from when we're recording, which means that if you listen on the day this came out, uh tomorrow for you is gonna be May the fourth, which is Star Wars Day, because May the fourth be with you. And uh the bad batch is, is dropping, and it's like like I guess I'll probably watch it, but I've never been less hyped for a star wars property i'm sure it'll be good even it's just like who fucking cares about these characters but you know i'm sure it'll be good i don't want to be uh, i'm trying not to be too much of a hater especially because i'm gonna look real dumb when it's like award-winning and amazing i'm sure but i just don't care about the bad batch what a weird what a weird choice what a there's weird so, choice. there's so many things so many things you can yeah. make a, make a show about, and I I'm with you. And I'm not like here's the thing: is you're the Star Wars guy, I'm not the Star Wars guy, but we're both on the same page here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, which is not a I good. I find sign that really for, weird. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. So, Agreed completely. There's that. 
All righty. Is that it? Is that it for news today? That's it for news today. And if you uh, if you want, I mean, we were talking a little bit before before we started recording here. And you said that you <laughs> you were basically uh, barely even followed the, the at least the tail end of this movie. If, All right. If, if you'd yeah. like to pass Let- the reins over. I mean, I am fully prepared to take us through this. I have. 10 times as many notes as I've taken for anything else on this, uh, on this podcast. All right. So let, let me set this up a little bit. <laughs> All right. Okay. I know nothing. Oops. I just hit my microphone. I know nothing about Mortal Kombat. I have played Mortal Kombat a couple times. I don't pay attention to the names. I don't pay attention to the characters. Sure. It's just like a button mashing game that I've had to play because someone was playing it. Sure. I've never seen the original movie. I, I know nothing about this, okay? And so got all the HBO Max set up, slightly inebriated, okay? And I don't know what I, I don't know what I just watched. <laughs> I I kinda got the beginning a little bit and then I was reading through the plot online after and I'm like, this happened? <laughs> and and I just remember certain fights and weird things. And Arcana, is that Ar- Arcana kept coming up? Yeah, 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 yeah. That is, that's Don't... a thing that, as far as I know, was invented for this movie. That's not a part of, uh, I think that's just the, a, a way to quickly explain, like, why do they have superpowers? Which we will get I into. I did like, uh, I, I liked the little beginning scene. Yeah. Before, like, the opening where, with, uh, what, Hiroyuki Sonata or whatever. I love yep, that guy. Yep. He was in uh, Avengers Endgame as well. Um, really? But yeah, he fights. Uh, remember, Hawkeye kills him. He's like a a Japanese. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, like gangster dude. Wow. Um, so I love that opening scene. But am I right in saying okay? I, I like I'm trying to piece together the fragmented puzzle pieces that are my memories of this movie. Yeah, and. They don't even do a Mortal Kombat in this movie, do <laughs> yes. they? Yeah, that's the thing. That is by far my biggest problem with it is they don't. This is a prequel to a Mortal Kombat movie that is undoubtedly going to come out in like the next two years. But yeah, they don't do a Mortal Kombat. There isn't. Uh, yeah, there like doesn't that just everybody Kombat. off or what? So I think so. As someone, and I think you might be overselling the amount that I know about this series. I, until actually just last week, I had never completed a Mortal Kombat, like, story mode in a Mortal Kombat game. I, um, but I just, the past couple weeks, I've been kind of hyped up, and I decided to play the the reboot, Mortal Kombat 9. And so I played Mm -hmm. through that. And I enjoyed it. And it's like, you know, I know, like, I played Mortal Kombat when I was younger, but it was like Mortal Kombat 1. So it had like five characters. It's like Liu Kang, Sub Zero, Scorpion. Everybody knows those characters. So it's like, and I did, I did like the movie, uh, movies, I guess, when I was younger. They're not good, but they are, but they are fun, I would say. It's like that kind of movie. And in fact, I would say, Maybe the same is true of this movie, even. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, I mean, I wasn't going going into it going like, well, that doesn't make sense. Right. You, you're just it's it's popcorn yeah, movie, exactly. and there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm like I enjoy it. I I always thought the lore was kind of cool. Um, but I I've learned a lot more about it in the past couple weeks or so. 
um, again, just kind of getting hyped up for this movie and knowing that we were going to do this podcast. I just try to sound halfway, uh, halfway intelligent about my Mortal Kombat lore here. But this did make a lot of changes, but I think it got the soul of it right. Um, so it's like, for, for me, as someone who's a fan, but not a mega, mega fan, I, I was super happy with the way they they did things in this movie and i'm now hype level maximum for for the sequel because i can maximum i can only assume that the sequel is gonna they're gonna do the mortal Kombat in mortal Kombat, and i i want to see the mortal Kombat. oh yeah for sure and and before (laughs) i'm gonna totally let you be in the driver's seat for this one because uh, I took zero notes. I was like, I'm just gonna watch yeah, this. No, I, I love and it. Just yeah, just react to it basically. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Um, is Cole Young a character from Mortal Kombat? <laughs> no. So, and in, in, in fact, Cole Young is maybe my least favorite part of this movie. No shade towards the actor or anything, but um, the the rumor i i actually I, this might not be a rumor this is but even if it is like this happened uh basically the studio was like look you got to put a character in here that is an analog for the audience because we need to like explain what the fuck is going on easily and so that's so that they created the Cole Young character um cole young is not in any of the mortal kombat games or movies a brand new character invented for this and he's just like i guess his purpose is to be a blank slate but jesus christ is he a blank slate uh yeah i'm glad you said that because every time he came on the screen i was like here comes the studio interference yeah yeah exactly yeah so release the release the the whatever cut the combat cut of uh of, um, <laughs> the combat cut exactly um, i will say um just because i wanted to provide something uh to this podcast <laughs> uh beyond just random incoherent thoughts is i saw that uh the budget for this movie was 55 million dollars they've already made that back as of this weekend oh, wow. and we're in okay. covid times and this movie came out a week ago so um Damn. seems like it's doing pretty decent for you know being mortal Kombat released yeah. on hbo max uh, uh you know right alongside the theater release so um seems like they should get greenlit for for a sequel right yeah i would think so and, and actually the actor who plays um sub-zero or as we probably will get into this version of sub-zero who goes by the name bihan um that actor is signed up for four more movies in this in this universe. Damn. So uh I think there's a good chance we will get um a Sub Zero solo movie and a uh and yeah, many more Mortal Kombat's, which I hope we do. Like that's that's great. Like I I want this to succeed so much just because again, it's like it's not it's not like a I would never call this a great movie, but as we just said, it doesn't need to be. It's like, it's, it's, it's a, I, I probably would call it a good movie. Um, I know, yeah. I, I know I said before, it's like, maybe it's not good. Maybe it's just fun, but I, but I would call it at least good. I don't know if I call it great, but, uh, it certainly kept my attention. I watched it twice, which I never, ever, ever. What? Do. 
because well because the first time i just watched it and the second time i watched it to take notes for this but damn um, dude i'm proud of you yeah, thank you <laughs> but um but yeah i watched it twice and i i really liked it i really think they got the uh the the soul correct and uh that all starts in 1600s japan oh man in the beginning of this movie uh we are at the character of hanzo hasashi's uh little compound in japan in the 1600s first fun fact of the day are you aware that the actor who plays hanzo uh hiroyuki sanada is 58 years old are you serious that blew my fucking mind 58 years old 58 years old dude i no he's he's 61 wait what 60 no he's 60 yeah he's 60 what he was born october 12th 1960 what the fuck dude how he literally looks like he's in his 30s like he looks really good for his age wait we're talking about hiroyuki sonata right yes yes yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sixty, which is wild. Holy, Holy shit! Shit! Good for you, Hiroyuki, because that is next level shit. Please share your skincare routine. He looks great. Yes, he looks great. Yes, absolutely. Uh, truly unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. Like that blew my fucking mind when I read that. Yeah, that's blowing my mind um, right now too. And the way he moved, not only the way he looks, the way he moves because um so like as this scene continues uh so it's like this scene is is really meant to play up the fact that this character of Hanzo is just like a like a, a really good person. He's a family man. Um He's just like, uh, he's got a little compound. He seems like he's like the head of the household. And it also shows that he has a a dragon birthmark, which becomes a theme in this movie. Is that like, that's the Mortal Kombat logo? Yeah, yeah, it is. is. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, You know, ish. I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, It's close enough to the Mortal Kombat logo. (laughs) But yeah, so he's got a dragon birthmark. Um, He goes off to like, just collect some, some water or whatever. And uh, the his family starts remarking that it's it becomes a little cold around there, which is. I, I was like, is it just like winter when that first happened? <laughs> I, was, I didn't know. I don't know any like I I, rep- rec- I recognize Sub Zero. Yep, yep. Like after the facts, but I was like, yeah, maybe it, maybe just turn the heat on. Yeah. So I. Something. <laughs> yeah right turn the heat on in the 1600s yeah <laughs> um, i wasn't thinking straight at that point clearly no no that's uh so yeah so so they that little compound gets attacked by uh the lin Kuei, led by sub-zero uh otherwise known as bihan um now this is kind of interesting because in mortal kombat lore generally scorpion is the bad guy so it's always like scorpion versus sub-zero is like the match in mortal kombat it's like they're they're uh warring ninja tribes and um it's always and you know it makes sense like scorpion's got the yellow ninja suit sub-zero's got the blue it's fire versus ice i mean they're just kind of like the most iconic one but generally scorpion is the aggressor i i i i believe i I will say i'm not a hundred percent sure but i'm 99 percent sure 
that the vast majority of the time scorpion's the aggressor but in uh in this uh movie they decided to make sub-zero the aggressor so sub-zero and all his boys uh you know fuck up the whole place scorpion comes back he sees his family is frozen and dead um he goes out to meet sub-zero they have a big fight they do you know different uh little iconic mortal Kombat looking moves um hanzo aka scorpion picks up his uh very well-known weapon the uh the kunai knife uh attached to a rope he likes to- yeah, he like ties it right on. He's just like, let me just tie this really quick here. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I remember that thing. Oh yeah, that's the uh, that's the get over here, uh, the get over here knife. Um, and yeah, so they have a little battle. Long story short, Sub Zero kills Scorpion. Um, and he starts talking about like, yeah, so for the Lin Kuei, which is his, which is his, uh, you know, ninja. I don't know if it's like a village or you know, it's like ninja crew um is is the lin kuei a ninja crew <laughs> yeah. i love it i just yeah i don't, I don't want my little clubhouse of friends <laughs> yeah exactly so for the lin kuei he also is talking about he wants to end the hisashi bloodline which is uh hanzo's bloodline but uh whoopsie he killed he killed hanzo but he did not realize that he did not kill the little baby in the house so he kills Hanzo. He fucks off. Hanzo, uh, you see his body basically bursts into flames and, and like disappears, which none of the other bodies do. So yeah, that was wild. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah. So and it, and it's implied um, that you know that's because he he's got the mark, so he's like he's special in some way. Um, and so his his little baby's crying, and then you see lightning crash down it is uh one of the other iconic characters from mortal Kombat, raiden the thunder god uh raiden's walking through the the destruction goes into the house picks up the baby and basically is like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna take care of you so the hasashi bloodline lives on and that's kind of the intro and then we it's the mortal Kombat intro uh I just got to say props to that baby. Like that baby was crying, right? Yeah. When it was out in the open, it was being comforted by both of his mother and his brother. And then they just throw it in a dark, like, uh, you know, under the house compartment. And it's like, all right, I'll stop. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I guess. So all of this is because of like, uh, a, a, a prophecy, I guess. And, and, and the prophecy is that, Sometime in the future, the blood of Hanzo Hisashi will either like stop or or win Mortal Kombat. I don't even remember exactly what it is, but but it's like uh, basically a descendant of Hanzo is gonna save the world. Is essentially the prophecy. Um, and so it continues on. You learn that. There's, there's apparently there's, there's Mortal Kombat's going on all the fucking time, and there are d- different realms in the Mortal Kombat universe. The big ones are Earth Realm, which is Earth, Outworld, which is kind of like a weird, like a, like a, like a desert, like purgatory kind of thing, and then there's Nether Realm, which is basically hell, and a lot of people, uh, get 
mixed up with Outworld and Netherrealm like they're the same. I'm from everything I saw, they're not the same. They're they're two different places. Um, but that's for the the real nerds. I don't think I don't think that matters too much. I was about to say yeah, I'm like completely lost, but I'm with you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's not a that doesn't really matter too much, but. Um, just think of Nether Realm is like straight up hell, and Outworld is kind of like almost like a like a purgatory. I mean, it's shit. It's absolute shit. There's like demons and stuff running around Outworld. Um, but uh, but whatever. So so uh, we meet Cole Young, which we quickly learn uh, that's the descendant of of Hanzo. Um, I did not imagine. I don't know. Like it makes complete sense, but I was never picturing MMA coming into this. Yeah, right. <laughs> so and like I was like I was like really MMA, but then I was like, eh, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it totally makes sense. And um, but what doesn't really make sense to me, <laughs> to to be fair, go. is this. So this is the descendant of scorpion supposedly one of the greatest ninjas to ever live and it's not just like a descendant like you would have in like the real world it's like if you are like 10 generations removed from a great warrior you're not gonna have any similarities with that great warrior but like this guy is because he's got the mark he's been chosen like if you have the mark it means you've been chosen to to fight for your realm in in mortal Kombat. this tournaments held by the gods essentially and so i thought it was kind of dumb that in in cole's intro you learn that i guess he used to be a good fighter and now he's just kind of dog shit (laughs) yeah the guy was like all you do is just like throw punches yeah yeah you don't you don't defend which is uh, i guess it comes into it later um but yeah his big thing is is he just likes getting the shit kicked out of him i guess um he's got a wife and a daughter his daughter is his corner man um she seems to know what's going on when it comes to like fighting and everything she desperately tried to get him to throw his uppercut which is kind of a nod to like i mean the uppercut is like an op move in mortal kombat the game um all right, yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm assuming that means something. Yeah, yeah. But I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, there, there are a lot, there are a lot of nods to um the Mortal Kombat game, but uh, but yeah, so there, so during his intro, he gets he gets into the ring, he fights, he gets the shit kicked out of him. His daughter's very upset. He's like, throw your uppercut, don't tap out, don't be a bitch, dad. And he's like, sorry, sorry, <laughs> I gotta tap out. I'm not the fighter I used to be uh so so he does it then uh we're introduced to a new character Jax, which is uh the guy with the metal arms which everybody knows he's also one of the ogs he does not have his metal arms yet he he comes in to the fight uh after the fight he goes into the locker room and he's like hey what's what's your deal like good fight what's up and cole's like i don't know who the fuck you are what are you doing here so he's kind of like you know, he was being, I think he came off to me. Actually, I guess I'll give this scene some credit because it very much came off to me. Like, like Cole just was treating this guy of like an annoying fan. And I feel like that's exactly how that interaction would go. This guy's like, hey man, great fight. And Cole's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I just got the shit kicked out of me. Like, why are you talking to me right now? Yeah, who the fuck are you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But uh, Jax asks him about his 
what he calls the dragon tattoo and his daughter kind of awkwardly goes no it's a birthmark it's not a tattoo it's a birthmark i gotta make sure thanks kid yeah thanks a lot yeah i gotta make sure you know that's a natural birthmark um tell this random dude that uh my secret is i was chosen for the mortal combat <laughs> right yeah exactly um although cole, cole does not know that at uh at this point um but Jax uh does know that because as we as we continue on they're like look let's just go get some food i just made 200 bucks by getting the shit kicked out of me <laughs> um so they so they go out and get some food and it starts snowing i'm like what the fuck's happening turns out sub-zero hundreds of years later is still around and he is coming to fuck up everybody with the dragon birthmark so uh cole is just trying to get some food and sub-zero is trying to kill everybody in the vicinity so cole's like what the fuck's happening why is it snowing why is it raining ice daggers we gotta get out of here so <laughs> a, a, a normal question to ask why is it raining <laughs> yeah, ice daggers right, exactly exactly so uh so Jax drives up the uh the the big military suv and he's like yo get in like i got you so they they jump in there Cole's like what the fuck's happening Jax basically gives him the very quick and dirty lowdown like look your birthmark's not a birthmark it means you've been chosen to fight in mortal Kombat. this guy's coming to kill you i got one of these marks too uh they're they're gonna hunt us down forever basically like you're with us now shit's going down congrats um so they continue running eventually Jax decides to jump out of the car and fight sub-zero one-on-one to give cole the chance to escape with his family um Jax has a gigantic gun a comically large gun yeah what was up with that (laughs) dude i was like what the fuck like you know i try to like suspend suspend my uh you know disbelief what do you call yeah my disbelief (laughs) and i was like what the fuck (laughs) yeah so it is a it is a comically large gun uh and sub-zero kind of like retreats a little bit into this building that he had clearly iced over everything um so Jax is in there with his gun. Sub-Zero pops out in front of him. Jax points the gun at Sub-Zero, tries to shoot, and Sub-Zero just, like, freezes it, which I thought was pretty badass. Oh, yeah, for sure. I like the effects of the freezing stuff. Yeah, they were really good. Um, It didn't seem like fake ice. Like, it did seem like very realistic uh, ice. And, And it wasn't... They didn't do anything to like quickly like i like i feel like uh an issue with like ice effects is they can make it it's just like way too fast and and i feel like sub-zero the way he like his ice powers worked it was kind of like slow and and methodical um which i felt added to the fear a little bit of like this guy's just like like he knows he's about to fuck you up he just froze your gun crushed it with his hand and then uh as the scene continues on you know they fight a little bit uh i'm curious to to know well i'll I'll ask my question so sub-zero grabs Jax's arms 
freezes them and rips them off basically um which you know if if you know about jacks the character you know his defining features those metal arms so like obviously that was going to happen at some point but yeah he so he freezes arms off just explodes them you just see like the bone hanging out of his arm and then he just kind of tosses him off like the top floor of this building he's like i'm fucking done with you you're a loser so first of all what did you think of this fight scene tom and second of all did you know this was gonna happen like are you familiar did you know that was jackson did you know he was gonna get the metal arms at some point or was this like what the okay okay so this scene happened and i uh, first of all to answer your question no (laughs) i had no (laughs) idea he was the metal arm guy yeah okay like, I just, like, I basically, like, I see Sub-Zero with, like, his mask on, and I'm like, okay, I kind of remember seeing a character with, like, the mask like that. Like, mm-hmm. I remember little things, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, um, What's the other guy? The other guy that fights Sub-Zero? What's it? Scorpion? Scorpion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, him with, like, his, like, knife on the rope. Like, yep. I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember. Like, that's, like, the most I remember of any of this stuff. Wow, okay. And so when they were fighting, I was like, <laughs> first of all, why are you looking down the scope of, like a like, a gigantic shotgun-looking thing? Uh, that kickback's going to really hit you in the face. That was what I was first thinking. <laughs> yeah, um, true. But when he starts freezing his arms, I was like, what? What the fuck? And, and I was a little inebriated, I'll say that. And uh, and then when the scene happens, when he freezes his arms all the way, I was just – I was in a state of shock <laughs> for like the next 10 minutes. And I think I rewatched that scene about seven times. No way. Just because I was like <laughs> – what the fuck yeah what the, oh i just oh i just watched it again fuck the bones is hanging out oh yes. my god i had this problem where when things are extremely morbid i just need to see them again but i don't want to see them again but i just keep <laughs> yep, watching yep. them and uh that scene is so fucked yeah yeah just, just and i thought the effect was actually really cool because like they freeze them and then it kind of like breaks off as if like you're just like shattering just ice. Yeah. But they're his arms. Oh, yeah. you can see the red in there. Oh, it's so disgusting. <laughs> but I will say, I mean, like this stupid ass coal guy, you know, he doesn't know how much this Jax guy did for him. Yeah. He just lost his fucking arms just for some little dude, bro, that doesn't, you know, That's know anything true. at all. And so. he like doesn't even really acknowledge that when they when spoiler alert, they they meet up again later. He like doesn't even acknowledge like, hey man, thanks for thanks for your sacrifice. Like, yeah. Oh hey, yeah, yeah. You you know those arms, you didn't need those. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's uh. Yeah, so, yeah that that was fucking wild. Yeah, Cole. Yeah, Ugh, fucking Cole. He's a, he's a little bitch. So yeah. So speaking of Cole, before Jax dipped out to fight Sub Zero, he was like, hey, you got to go find Sonya Sonya Blade, which is another one of the OG characters. Um, which in, in my opinion, uh, incredible in this movie, maybe my favorite interpretation of Sonya for one specific line that we will get to. Um, but, uh, so, so Cole drops off his family at some cottage and goes to look for Sonya. Um, then we see, we see Outworld in a scene and what we see is Shang Tsung, who is basically like some kind of like emperor or, or like ruler of outworld and he is just chilling with all of his uh all of his lackeys so sub i forgot to mention sub-zero's working for shang sung everybody all the bad guys are working for shang sung he's like the big bad in, in this movie 
Um, so we see for the people who know about Mortal Kombat in this scene, uh, we meet Melina for the first time. Katana is not in this movie, who is uh, Melina's kind of sister, um, depending on which timeline you are focusing on. Um, or maybe all the timelines. I'm not sure. But uh, they, they t- so Sub-Zero thinks he killed Jax, which uh, you did not, buddy. But uh, so he tells Shang Tsung, like, yeah, you know, or somebody tells Shang Tsung, Sub-Zero killed Jax. And, and Shang Tsung's like, all right, we'll send in, uh, send in, he calls him the reptilian Sizoth. I I'm should have looked this up. I'll look it up right now. I assume that's reptile from from the games. Yeah, I think that's I think that's who it was. I was looking up some of the names too, and it is. It's reptile. I think that's who it is. Yeah. So, but in this movie, the interpretation of reptile is basically a komodo dragon, though. <laughs> like it's a, a komodo dragon who can turn invisible and has like acid spit. Uh, in some of the games, he's more of like a humanoid. Um, He's similar to Sub-Zero's blue ninja get-up and Scorpion's yellow ninja get-up. Reptile usually has a green ninja get-up. And to be honest, I was a little upset that we didn't get any, like, he's literally just a Komodo dragon who can be invisible in this movie. Um, That did bum me out a little bit. He looks like mini Godzilla to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. He's he's like human-sized-ish pretty close sometimes he stands like a human a little bit yeah there yeah there there is a there is a scene during during his his first sight fight where he does stand up but like yeah i just wish i just love that green uh ninja get up so much i i wish we would have saw that in in some way but but that i will say like looking back at mortal kombat I, i was thinking about this while watching the movie do you think that when they first made Mortal Kombat, they gave everyone those face masks just so they had less to animate? <laughs> oh. It seems like everyone has like a mask over their mouth. So fun fact about the the first ever Mortal Kombat game. It was one of the first games where they did not use animation. Those were like those were like pictures and videos of real actors, real people. What? Yeah, I swear to God. That's wild. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, so it was actually uh, pretty pretty innovative for, for its time. Um, yeah, it's, it's almost like mo-capping for, like, the, the Nintendo era. But, um, yeah, but I I, I did do, not know that. Uh, yeah, sh- shit's crazy. Um, but I think it's, I think it was more, maybe, like, uh, I mean, back in the day, it's like Power Rangers was like the biggest thing in the fucking world. Then it's just like it's like the same shit, just different colors. So I think it's just like that was like really hot at the time. It's like you got to have the same. Just make one badass looking character and make like (laughs) 10 different colors of that character. (laughs) And then sell all the toys. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Totally, totally, totally. Um, But anyway, so so yeah, Shang Tsung's like, all right, Reptile, go kill. Go kill everybody else with a with a mark. Um, so we're back on Earth now, and Cole somehow meets up with Sonya. I forget how he found her, but somehow they they find each other. The plot the plot said so. Yeah, the the plot said so. So he found Sonya. Um, she immediately establishes herself as a badass. Um, I'm pretty sure she pretty much takes out Cole in like immediately. Just like who the fuck are you? And Cole's like Jack sent me. And she's like all right. Um, so you find out Sonya has been studying the dragon markings and the Mortal Kombat. So she continues 
to tell Cole a little bit more about what's going on. You know, this is a tournament. It happens all the time. If we lose, then Outworld is going to invade us, basically. Um, I'm pretty sure, I forget when we learn this, but we learn pretty soon after this, Sonya does not have a dragon market. Um, she knows right. she knows about all this because she was in the military with Jax and Jax had um, well, Jax got his dragon marking from from killing someone, basically. And so you learn that the marking can transfer from person to person. Um, if you kill someone with the marking, congrats, you're a better fighter than that person. So you get the marking and you get to represent Earth in the tournament now is is basically what is heavily implied that uh, that that's that's how it works. Um, it's at this point we meet, in my opinion, the most entertaining character in the movie, Kaino. Uh, oh my gosh! There you go. <laughs> uh, so he's chained up in the back room. Cole's like, "What the fuck is this?" And Sonya's like, "Yeah, this guy's a, a dickhead." Um, we were looking for someone with the mark, and Kano had just murdered that guy, so we found him. Um, so you learn pretty quickly that Kano's a psycho and uh but he has the mark so she's like look you're sticking around like we got to figure this shit out this is when they fight the reptile right yes it is so once they're talking reptile enters uh enters the fray uh completely invisible um he pretty much fucks up cole and sonya pretty quickly um and then his his acid spit uh very conveniently burns through Kano's uh what the fuck are they called? Handcuffs, handcuffs, handcuffs. Yeah. And uh so he's like, all right, all right, I'm I'm gonna fuck you up. So he basically uses a flare and a knife. He like sticks a flare to reptiles like invisible self with a knife. So like the flare is letting them know where reptile is, which is uh cool but i i feel like i think i would have been i mean it was fine but that is very that was far-fetched even for me like use paint use one of the stereotypical this guy's invisible what do we do like you spray him with paint you spray him with anything you don't stab a flare into their skin i actually i kind of like the visual of it though I did it was kind of cool no totally totally i i and I'm sure but that's I, uh, why you're they right, did though, it. like anything else would probably make more sense. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and and I'm sure that's why they did it. But um, but yeah, I, I guess it's I guess it's showing that uh, that Kano's very skilled. Um, but uh, long story short, Reptile scratches Kano across the face, fucks up one side of his face. And then Kano eventually <laughs> punches through Reptile's chest and rips his heart out dude this is another part of this movie this was like the arms part of this battle where i was just like i'm watching i'm like all right yeah they're fighting and i was like what (laughs) like all right like okay so a big that just happened (laughs) i guess i i should i should mention i'm not sure if you'd be super familiar with with this or if people who aren't familiar with mortal kombat would be super familiar with this but a huge part of Mortal Kombat are these things called fatalities. Whereas at the end of a match, the winner has the opportunity to input a series of button presses and just do the gnarliest 
kill shot ever. And, and like they have these like pre-animated just insane kill shots. And so that's where all these like extremely gory things are coming from. They're meant to be like fatalities from the game. Um just like insanely gory. I mean just ripping off somebody's arms, ripping out somebody's heart, shit like that. Um so that's that's where these things come from. Are the uh, are the fatalities in the game. And wasn't wasn't Kano was like he was like drawing it, right? After yeah 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 he drew yeah. a picture of it yeah he had a little notebook and he drew himself um yeah i think cole says something like aren't, aren't all artists like fucking insane and and kano's pretty much like yeah basically but yeah. <laughs> um but anyway so so at this point sonia's like look we gotta find well sonia did not say this in fact kano's like look are you guys going to raiden's temple and sonia's like how the fuck do you know about that? And he's like, oh, I used to run guns or whatever through that area. And he's like, I know where it is, but I'm not going to tell you. And Sonya's like, you're going to fucking tell me, bitch. And Kano's like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you. And so Sonya was like, I'll give you, I'll give you $2 million. And this guy's like, you don't fucking have $2 million. And so she's like, all right, $3 million. And she's like very serious. And she's like, I'll give you $3 million. He insults her house. And he's like, he's like, don't, or she's like, don't fucking insult my house. I've lived here my whole life. It's like, look, three, three million or, 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 or you can fuck off. And so Kano's like, all right, fine. Like, I'll, I'll help you out for $3 million. And so this is the, this is the line, maybe my favorite line in the movie where, Cole, so Kano goes back inside, and Cole is outside with Sonya, and Cole goes, are you really going to give that guy $3 million? And just the delivery on this is so perfect. She goes, I live in this shithole. You think I have $3 million? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking the entire time. Like, this house is like a shed, like a glorified <laughs> yeah. shed. Yeah. Where, where's this $3 million coming from? I just love that so much. It's just like an absolute bluff. Um... I just really fucking love that line and and the delivery. Uh, so long story short, Kano has some like drug running buddies. They fly to the middle of the desert where he says Raiden's temple is. Um, they is that the is that one of the other worlds or is it just the desert? No, it's just the desert. It's just the desert. Okay, yeah. Um. So uh, so yeah, they they jump out of a plane, land in the desert, and Kano's like, "All right, we're close, but." not that close like we still we still gotta walk so they're like oh motherfucker uh so they walk a little bit kano starts fucking with sonya Sonya's basically like if you want to go let's fucking go so they have a little scrap sonya immediately uh get, puts a knife to his throat in like 20 seconds like really shows him what's up um which is great and after all this commotion you see the silhouette of uh the great Liu Kang. Um just oh, yeah. yeah, in the desert, who I think probably has the best costume in this movie. Um it's just so fucking clean. Look at it, it looks so sick. Just the, like the black gi with the red um like the red uh belt and, and later the red headband. Um very cool looking. So anyways, he's like, finally we got some new people. He's like, look, I my name's Liu Kang. I'm the order of shaolin order a light uh we help earth's champions so come with me we're gonna go to raiden's temple i'll show you the way uh let's do this um so they 
at, at, th- at this point in the, I would say this is maybe like the halfway ish point. Like, where are you at mentally in, in this movie? Tom? Confused. <laughs> yeah, so okay. I'm just like, you know, I was like, I think I went into this movie after like the first 20 minutes. I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop trying to understand it completely. And yeah. I'm just going to sit in the passenger seat and enjoy the ride. <laughs> And so I'm like, hey, this guy's got, like, fire hands and yeah. shit. And so I was like, that was pretty cool. And then, you know, I think at this point, I'm there for the moments. Yeah, you know? totally, totally. All the jokes and just the random care. Like, I have no idea what to expect. <laughs> I didn't expect a gigantic lizard man with <laughs> with little acid breath yep. uh, that can turn invisible. Like, that's, like, four things together. You know, the Kano guy, he's crazy. The jokes are good. You know, all the different I, I'm I'm losing track of all the names at this point too for sure because they're sure, all very similar. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. Um but you know, so far I'm in I'm in on it. Okay. I'm in on it. So it's wild. And and this is the part where we see uh Arnless Jacks again, right? Yes, yeah. So so once they get to the temple, um they all meet Raiden and well, I, I mean the the new people meet Raiden. Lu Lucan gets him into the temple, they meet Raiden, who is in in the context of Mortal Kombat, I don't think they made this clear, but Raiden is a god. He's not just a guy. Raiden is the thunder god. Um, he's the guy that got the baby, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the guy who got the baby yeah. hundreds of years ago. With the crazy eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the with like the the white like a uh, like electri- uh, lightning eyes. Um, this is how I was associating characters. I was like, okay, that's crazy eyes, lightning man. Yeah, yeah. You know, here's the armless black guy. Yeah. That's basically how I associate them in my head. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, it's like, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with Mortal Kombat, I mean, they are all very easily identifiable, I feel. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so, so they get to the temple. Liu Kang's like, look, you gotta unlock your, your hidden power if you want to have any chance at all in, in the Mortal Kombat. And Raiden meets everybody and he's basically like, you are all trash. He's like, I feel like his demeanor is like, we are fucked. Like we're beyond fucked. You guys all suck. How do you, how is this what I have to work with to win this goddamn tournament? Um, so Liu Kang is, is very, he's kind of like, uh, he's like the, the golden boy. Like he's, he's very, he takes this very seriously, clearly. Um, so Liu Kang's like, well, well, fuck, I guess we're screwed. Um, they walk around the temple a little bit. They see that uh, Liu Kang has been charged to find all of Earth's defenders. He found Jax after he had been fucked up. So they brought him back to the temple. And he said they, they are um, scouring all of the realms to find some kind of medicine or technology to heal him at this point Jax is still like passed out like he's not conscious he's just laying on a bed with no fucking arms and that cold dude like not not a word man <laughs> yeah not a word at all sonia sonia's very uh you know so, sonia and she's Jax concerned have a history. right she's yeah. like can you save him blah 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 yeah totally totally um so so yeah that uh that was kind of funny um oh god yeah. melody is is <laughs> telling people to stay the She's stay away um so at this point sub-zero breaks into the temple and it's him versus Liu kang and then we meet a new character kung lao okay what what is with that guy's hat <laughs> so yeah it's just he, he again from the games it's like that is his move he uses his hat like captain america uses his shield um he throws it around. It's also kind of a saw, as we will see later. <laughs> Dude, 
I'm actually kind of impressed that they were able to make that work. Yeah. That hat is fucking ridiculous. I really feel like um, Marvel paved the way for for shit like that because it's it was very Captain America shield like I feel like. Um, well, and then what? What is the name of the guy that was in the Dark Knight? The Asian guy, the banker. Oh, uh, I'm. That's the actor who plays Shang Tsung. That's Shang Tsung. Okay, um, Shang Tsung. Chin Han. Okay. Chin Han. Chin Chin Han. Okay, I was trying to. I couldn't remember which guy he was because that he comes at that point too. Yes. Yes. Wait a minute. Is that Shang Tsung? Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It is. I looked up the actor. Yeah, okay. Chin Han. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah, yeah, Chin Chin Han. Um, yeah, so so he so and and he's like the big bad of Outworld. He's like the king of Outworld, and so he's rocking up with Sub Zero, basically like, look, like we're not even gonna need to win the Mortal Kombat because we're gonna kill all you dumb fucks before the Mortal Kombat even happens. So that's their that's their goal here. So they roll up into uh the temple everybody starts fighting kung lao gets introduced he starts throwing his hat around blah 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 uh raiden eventually puts up this crazy like lightning barrier it's like look like we need to train you guys are cheating basically um so he puts up this lightning barrier to keep them all out keep all the bad guys out and so now they're like, look, we got to train. You guys need to unlock your arcana, a.k.a. your hidden powers, like Liu Kang's uh, fireballs and whatever, whatever. So, th- oh, so here's a note I have. The actor who plays Liu Kang, you see him without his shirt? This guy I don't know if I've ever seen anybody look more shredded in any movie ever. Yeah, that dude is fucking Holy wild. Holy fucking shit. Like, his body fat percentage is 0.1. Negative like, four? Dude, I could not believe it. Because he doesn't look like a super shredded guy Like w- when he has his shirt on. Pop that shirt off. God damn. Like, Was that guy in uh, Power Rangers? yeah i think so i one of them was in power rangers let me see so that is Ludi Lin. and yes he was yes he was in power rangers i think one thing i remember one of the jokes i liked was when they were talking about i think the arcana thing was it uh kano or whatever he's like he makes like a Force Gump joke. He's like, I get it now. It's like a <laughs> yeah. box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because everybody gets a different like power when they when they unlock their hidden power. Um. <laughs> so when they're trying to get Kano to unlock his hidden power, another kind of in joke for Mortal Kombat players, is, which I think is it was actually well executed and funny. Um, is Liu Kang just does the low spin kick to trip Kano like three times in a row. And Kano goes, is that the only move, you know? And that is pretty much because that's the only one they use in the game. (laughs) Exactly. If you're like a newer player, that's just the go-to move and you just spam it nonstop. And I thought that was super well executed. That was very funny for anybody who's ever played a Mortal Kombat game. Um, I I enjoyed that one. It was I feel like it was right on the line of being like a little too on the nose, but I feel like uh I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was well executed. 
it was certainly on the nose, but then like I was like, you know what? I, I'm pretty sure I've done that before. So yeah, of course, every everybody has, everybody has. Um, so yeah, really good shit. Um, so nobody unlocks their Arcana during the during the first session. There, Liu Kang just fucks up Kano. Uh, then later, he heals up Cole. He cauterizes his wound with his like fi- his fire, which is kind of cool. And then this, so I didn't catch this on my first viewing. But Liu Kang, during the scene, Liu Kang explains to Cole how he got his mark and how he unlocked his arcana. And so Liu Kang was an orphan who had basically was was taken in. And so later, as an adult, when he had more skill, um, he learned of a, I believe, I mean, unless I way misunderstood, a human trafficker who sold orphans just like him Basically, Liu Kang just tracked this guy down and murdered him. <laughs> and that's uh, I think that's what yeah, that's kind of what I got from it too. Yeah, and that's how that's how Liu Kang got his dragon mark, which I thought was uh pretty badass. Yeah, we should uh we should look. I don't know if this is gonna be controversial. I think it's a good thing to murder human traffickers. I don't know, that's too much. But I think human if traffickers depend, probably yeah, should Yeah, I mean, murdered. like, there's, like, humanitarian human traffickers that are just trying to get people, like, across no, borders. Oh, my fucking but, like, God. The people, right, you know what I mean. But, not like, the, sex yeah. traffickers and stuff like that's 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah, if you're, like, hell, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. You know what I mean. But fair, but fair, but fair discretion, I guess. But, yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, yeah, let's fucking but, uh, Yeah, so team, team Liu Kang there, for sure. Um... Is it, are we at the point where, like, Jax is starting to get, like, weird kind of, like, quasi-mechanical arms? Yes! So the next scene, Jack gets his... Jack? Jack. Jax. Um, you see that they figured out a way... They gave him some mechanical arms, but they're not his his big, like, buff metal ones. They're they basically the skeleton of metal arms. And he's with Sonya, basically trying to learn how to use them. Um, he's like punching a punching bag and it's not going well. So Sonya's giving him a pep talk. He's like, look, like you, like you're, it's basically one of those, like, you're the most inspirational person I know, Jax, you can do this. And Jax is like, mm, okay, I guess I'll keep trying. Um, so it's, it's, it's one of those. It's, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, it's one of those kinds of things. Uh, later on, I'm just trying to go, I realize this, I'm, I don't usually do this part, so I'm taking longer than I than I normally would. So I'm trying to rush through than we normally would. So I'm trying to rush. It's through. an art, not a science. Yes, that's true. For sure. Um. Uh. So they're at the dinner table next, and Kung Lao is basically uh trying to start some shit with Kano. Calls him a fat, lazy pig, which I really enjoyed. Um. Kano's trying to get him to pass an egg roll and Kung Lao's basically like you don't need any fucking egg rolls bro like you, you need to you need to get better um and uh Liu Kang kind of chimes in and I actually really like this Liu Kang's like you don't understand like this guy's our only chance at survival as a human race like you need to not be talking shit to Kung Lao over here because Kung Lao is the descendant of like an of like a great warrior. So he was kind of like born into the uh the Mortal Kombat game. So he's been training for this his whole life. He knows what's up. Um he's supposed to be the guy. Uh anybody who's ever played Mortal Kombat knows that eventually Liu Kang ends up being the guy. But uh but Kung Lao was like supposed to be. Liu Kang's kind of like the 
again, he's like the orphan. He's, he's, you know, he's just different, different upbringings. But Liu Kang very much believes like, no, like Kung Lao's like the guy. He's going to save us all. You need to shut the fuck up, Kano. Um, Kano tells Liu Kang and Kung Lao to get on their knees and take turns sucking his sack. <laughs> I couldn't believe that they said that. I keep forgetting that this movie was rated R, even though they say fuck and yeah. they show all these ridiculous things. Uh, and then he said that. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh really hard. So eventually they make Kano get so mad that he unlocks his arcana, which if you played the game, you know, he's got a laser in his in uh the eye that was scratched um he's got a laser beam now and so he actually after he gets the laser beam he's super psyched he turns to luke hang he's like that's ah, better than fireballs you pussy <laughs> this whole scene was ridiculous <laughs> which i which i really liked um and so this is so this is probably a good time to bring this up because i feel like the movie did not do well to explain this and I don't know if many people picked up on it, but I believe that the arcana that each fighter gets is directly related to their biggest weakness. So, huh. and I, I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I, I feel like it's not people aren't picking up on it, because if you think about it, Kano's arcana his biggest. I mean, he can't see out of his fucking eye. He got fucked up. That becomes his arcana's laser eye. Jack's got his arms ripped off. That becomes his arcana, spoiler alert. He gets big, burly metal arms. Cole doesn't know how to defend. So that becomes his arcana, his fucking armor that just materializes. So Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, so I feel like they, they didn't hit home super hard on that, but, but I really feel like that's what it is. It's just like you're turning your biggest weakness into probably your biggest strength. Um, so, so yeah, so anyways, Kano gets his, uh, gets his laser beam, um later raiden tells cole about his marking and he tells him officially i mean it's pretty obvious by this point but it tells him like oh yeah you're you're uh the descendant of hanzo hasashi who is one of the greatest ninjas of all time and that's why you have this mark um but then raiden's basically like yeah but congratulations you didn't live up to your destiny you fucking suck so why don't you just go home you pussy you're you're no good to us here because you can't unlock your arcana you're an absolute loser oh and by the way i forgot to mention kung lao kind of shits on sonya blade earlier as well he's like look like you're welcome to stay here but you're not going to train with us because a fighter without an arcana is a liability like if if you try to enter this tournament without a superpower you're gonna die yeah, you're just gonna straight up be dead in a second. Um, yeah. So Sonya's not allowed to train with them, and then at this point, Cole's like, "Look, I I'm not built for this. I just want to go home with my family." Uh, so Raiden teleports him back there. Um, back in Outworld, you see them gearing up. They're like, "Look, like we're sick of waiting. Let's go fuck people up." Uh, you meet a couple. You meet a couple new characters. One of them is Cabal, who is basically looks like a cyborg. Um, is that the Darth Vader guy? Yeah, the Darth Vader guy. Yeah, okay. And it's like Kano Kano did something to him, that's why he has like his whole mask thing on. Exactly. But I but I wish they would have I don't understand how this randomly just normal person ends up in Outworld. Uh and also that was a little this was like the biggest stretch of the movie for me. Of like how the fuck does Kano who never who only earned his mark through random murder how does he know Cabal, who is an outworlder? 
like regular people don't know about the realm like how is this what's the deal here they never explained it i thought it was kind of flimsy but yeah i mean it does seem kind of weird to be like he was just like some dude who's all fucked up and has to wear a mask now and he's like playing around with all these other people in a completely different realm yeah yeah like how did he get there what's his deal but whatever cabal's like hey look kano's a piece of shit i guarantee i can get him to betray them and so shang sung's like all right bro do it uh so that's ex- that's literally exactly what happens um cabal's like hey kano fuck these guys and kano's basically like yeah you're right so <laughs> so he gets rid of the of the uh, lightning barrier and this is the point of the movie where shit goes down so we have several fights all happening at once uh the so wait is it that i'm trying to remember kano betrays them yeah kano kano yeah. betrays. Kano and betrays. then the crazy like forearm dude comes out yeah so that is uh prince goro who is um always been my favorite mortal Kombat character from when i was really young i used to love i used to be into like drawing when i was really young i used to draw goro all the fucking time um I used to hate that there was no way to be Goro in the original Mortal Kombat 1 on the game, the original Game Boy. That really, that really upset me because I loved Goro so much. One um, <laughs> of your childhood just, you know, is traumatic moments. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like you, you had to fight him and he's obviously, uh, he's almost always like the second to, excluding the newer versions of mortal Kombat and the classic mortal Kombat, he was always like the second like the the mini boss he was like the second to last boss um so he was always like one of the uh one of the bigger characters um, i will say like this part of the movie was just like to me the editing of it was crazy because i feel like we're watching like 17 fights yeah all happening simultaneously and they're just like cutting back and forth between them. Yes. Yeah. So that's literally exactly what it is. We've got Cole versus Goro at Cole's cottage. We've got Liu Kang versus Cabal at Raiden's temple. And we've got Jax versus Big Hammer guy, who I had never heard of before this movie. But I guess that's a character in the games that I'm just unfamiliar with. Big Hammer guy. <laughs> yeah, his name's General Reiko. Um, but he's whatever he's just he's big hammer guy and uh, despite her lack of marking we have sonia versus melina but melina is about to kill her and then tastes her blood and was like you're not chosen so your death has no worth dude when she looked at knife i was like oh god it's nasty (laughs) yeah yeah Um, she has aids or something (laughs) i i she probably would be able to taste it you would think yeah. she, she you are not worthy, yeah. but you just gave me an STI. <laughs> but get yourself checked. Yeah. Um, Go to your local doctor's office. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so they're all fighting. Then we have and this is uh, one of the best fatalities, I think, in the movie. We have Kung Lao, which is hat guy versus Natara, which is just some random. It's a character from the games, but uh, she's basically like a harpy. Um She's like flying around. Kung Lao very quickly throws his hat into the sand and makes it spin at like a million miles an hour. Then wrangles Natara, like gets on her back, starts like riding her like like a horse 
and rides her into his spinning hat, which is now a saw blade, and just saws her entire body in half. I gotta say, I've seen some weird shit in movies. <laughs> and this is up there. I I just... I, I, I don't even know. I watch it and I was just like what the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah and then um like in in an obvious reference to the games um kung lao because he did not take a single hit he stands up puts his hat back on and drops the flawless victory <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like he okay so like he literally chops her in half vertically yeah okay and then you know by making his hat spin and then he puts the hat back on <laughs> yeah you sick fuck well because that's his arcana i mean i wish they explained it more but i guess his arcana really is just a just a spinny hat which kano made fun of him for earlier in the movie but i guess fucking wild (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely wild so i will say like okay like they're swinging for the fences here and i appreciate it totally totally it's like they really it's well, and I'll be interested to get your overall thoughts at the end. But to me, I feel like they did a good job, maybe not a great job again, but a good job of making this movie accessible, at least from like you you wouldn't get bored watching it if you didn't know a single thing about the games. But it's also there's a shit ton of references to to the games in this movie as well, which at times do stick out. But it's that kind of movie where it's like, it doesn't annoy me in the way where this kind of shit would annoy me in like a Marvel movie. Because it's like, that's what this movie is. Like, it's meant to be kind of campy. The game's kind of campy. It's like, I don't know. It's like, I'm a, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a fan no, I mean, there's no way you're getting bored watching this movie. No, no, no way. way. No fucking way. Uh, so, so anyway, so finally, Cole is, is fighting Goro at his cottage. Goro uh starts to um like threaten his family or or whatever. Yeah, he's going to like kidnap slash kill like his wife and daughter, right? Yeah, yeah. And so Cole finally gets his arcana, which is this weird just like magical armor shit. Um which which I guess also like takes in the energy from attacks and lets him redirect it into his own attacks um very black panthery you know? yeah yeah actually yeah 100 percent. um it's very black black panthers ish um, kind of like this like the kinetic buildup of whatever people do to him yeah which, which totally. is cool i thought the i thought the visual effect of his armor looked really cool yeah same it was uh yeah it was it was well done for sure um so the, his kid once again shouts out use your uppercut which he does, but it didn't really do much. So then I guess his uh, arcana was like, hey, you're going to need a little more. And so out of his armor spawns these crazy like swords, basically these like knife sword kind of things. And uh, from that point, he chops up Goro aggressively. Um, One of them, I thought it literally looked like a nightstick. <laughs> it was a little weird. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah. It it kind of was like a, uh, it, it was like a nightstick with like a blade on it, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's yeah. kind of weird. But hey, I mean, like he chops off the one dude's hand, right? 
and then he just starts cutting him up. Yeah. Like, these swords are crazy. Yeah. And then what, he ends up stabbing the guy through the fucking eye? Stabbing him through the eye and cutting his, like, gut open, basically. So... It's like as yeah, so he he cut off his hand and then he uh, stabbed him through the eye and you see there is a oh my god there's this all right quick aside there's I'm not gonna edit this out there's a there's this woman who walks her dog up and down my street and she does this thing that when my dog notices her dog in front of my house she just stands there. Oh my god! And let's her dog look at my dog while my dog goes ape shit. I've I've met I've met few groups dumber than pet owners, Dude, and I am one. But yeah. oh my gosh, people don't understand dogs. It's insane. and how you're supposed to behave with them. It's insane. If you do that, everybody hates you. FYI, if you let somebody else's dog go ape shit in their home and you stand there. With your dog, which is obviously the reason for the other dog going bonkers, you're an asshole and everybody hates you. Just FYI. This is, a, this is another quick aside as a quick break from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I used to take both my dogs to a dog park near my home, and there was a guy there that only wanted his dog to play with one other dog, and he would bring his dog's toys and then would be upset when other dogs would, would want to play with those toys. <laughs> I was like, just use your fucking backyard. Right. Like, what are you this is not your special dog time, you know, with just your dog and his friend dog. Like, there's like 20 <laughs> dogs here, and you can't communicate with them in a way that says, you can play with everyone but this dog. Oh, my God. You're an idiot. Yeah. Jesus Christ, people. But, uh... <laughs> anyway. Back to our regularly scheduled uh, Mortal Kombat conversation. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... So, anyways, yeah. Cole kills Goro. It's very brutal. Um, We're back to... Somehow, I forget how, but Sonya had a giant-ass rock fall on her. Um, so Jax is there. He's trying to pick it up with his, uh, you know, dinky little uh, metal arms. And it's not they working. It looked like a series of tongs just taped together. Yeah, yeah, something. something like that. It's uh, they're, not, they're not very helpful. And then he taps into his arcana, finally. And his wimpy little metal arms turn into badass metal jacks arms. And so now he's got like super strength and he lifts the rock off Sonya and uh, everybody's happy now. So Raiden, I guess, sensed that Cole won his fight. So he teleports him back to the temple. He's like, yo, you're fucking in it now, buddy. Like you can't hang out with your family anymore. You're you're in this shit. Um. While this is happening, Shang Tsung, who is, I felt like if if anything, I felt like Shang Tsung was not, he could have been used to to better effect in in this movie. I feel like because he's like the main guy, and and he like eats people's souls, and you saw him do so. He eats uh Kung Lao's soul, but uh, I I wish you would have seen more of that because I feel like that shit's pretty cool. He seems like he's always just kind of there. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Like, it's one of those characters where it's like, I feel like they're like, they're like, this guy's really dangerous, but they never really show it. Yeah. I guess I understand in the fact that, like, he's royalty. So, like, why would he ever dirty his hands like that? But, um, but yeah, I, I would have liked to see more for sure. So, so he, he devours Kung Lao's soul. And then Raiden, Raiden's like, ah, fuck. Like, that's not good. He was, he was like our guy. He's like our, he's like our number one. He's our one seed. So 
Uh, Raiden teleports everybody to a place he calls the Void and gives them a little pep talk. So it's like Raiden, Cole, Jax, Sonya, and I think probably that's it. Um, they're in the Void, and he gives everybody a check, uh, uh, pep talk, and he also gives Cole um the blade of hanzo hisashi he had kept it all these years and he's like look like this is going to give you strength this is your ancestor's uh blade it's the kunai knife and um she's like this is after cole like comes back to the temple or before after after After. yeah yeah yeah, raiden gets him back and then and then shang sung kills kung lao and Liu Kang is like, you can see, I, uh, this is another thing I missed on my first viewing and the second viewing. Liu Kang is for sure that they are fucked at this point. He's like, we're so screwed. Like, he was he was the guy we're gonna lose. Like, Earth's done for. And, um, which I thought was, was really funny. And shows, like, the belief that that character had in uh, Kung Lao. But, uh, so anyways, uh, Raiden gives the pep talk. And then Cole's like, no, like, like we can do this, but we got to do like, they don't want to fight us one-on-one obviously, which is why they're cheating and trying to kill us before the tournament. So Raiden, like you can't get involved because you're a God, but you can teleport us so we can all fight one-on-one. So that's the plan. Um, also, I saw people laughing at this line, which I agree. It's really funny. Basically, uh, Cole's like, Sonya, you're going to fight Kano. And then they're all like, well, but watch out, because he's got a laser now. <laughs> and I don't know why, yeah. but that's really funny. <laughs> but uh, The delivery of it was a little weird. Yeah, yeah, it was just so random. But uh, so anyway, so uh, they're at their individual fights. Jax fucks up Big Hammer guy. Oh, yeah, because he said he's like, yeah, I got a score to settle. It's like, wouldn't you have a score to settle with Sub-Zero? But whatever, <laughs> whatever. Um, then... Uh, Sonya and Kano fight and Sonya kills Kano and finally gets her own dragon marking. She is obviously a chosen one. Um, absolute badass. Uh, and she kills Kano with the garden gnome. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Well, they showed it earlier, didn't they? I remember them showing a garden gnome earlier yes. in the movie. Yes. And I was like, why? Because it's Chekhov's gun. That's why. Yeah, if you show a garden gnome, you have to show someone killing someone with it later in the movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the that's the classic cinematic rule. Um, so, uh, yeah, Sonya kill uh, kills Kano, gets her gets her mark, and very quickly unlocks her arcana. She has like glowy arm powers, which she then later uses to kill Melina. Uh, Liu Kang really fucks up. Uh, I think Cabal with like a fire dragon like you can tell he's he's pissed he's on some next level shit so he uses his fire to create a dragon that just like fucks up uh fucks up cabal uh which is pretty cool uh at this point in the movie i think i was just like i was just i was just on the ride and just like just feeling shit you know i just (laughs) uh i didn't know what the fuck was happening i was just like wow these visuals are crazy yeah I i don't understand what's happening but I'm enjoying it. Nice, good. I'm I'm glad. Well, it's uh it's right in the home stretch here because uh, after all that happens, you see Sub Zero comes through a portal and you see that he has Cole's family. So obviously we can't let that stand. So, um, he 
Sub-Zero backs through his portal because the plan was they were all going to fight Sub-Zero together at the end because he's obviously the biggest badass. So, um, Sub-Zero... Is Sub-Zero, though, is Sub-Zero worse? He He's not as bad as Shang Tsung, though, is he? I it's think... Shang Tsung doesn't really fight. Right, right. I, I think that's... I think Shang Tsung's, like powers are probably more intimidating than sub-zero because he can just rip your soul out of you but i think right. sub-zero is like the um sub-zero is like the main he's the enforcer of the crew i guess um so he's like shang sung's like attack dog i guess mm, okay um so and then there might also be some weird because a lot of this is governed by weird, like, rules set by the gods that they don't really get into in this movie. Which is why, like, Raiden can't interfere because he's he's a god. And it's, Shang Tsung is, like, kind of, sort of a god as well, I think. Um, so, I don't know. It's, it's a bunch of weird rules. That, but, again, it's like, they didn't matter to the movie, which is probably why they didn't get super into it. Um, so, Sub-Zero has this little bracelet that Cole's daughter made and he's like, Hey, I got your family, bitch. Come get me. So Cole jumps through <laughs> and she Cole jumps through the portal uh in a rage to go fight Sub Zero. Sub Zero for some reason beyond my understanding has decided to freeze over uh like an MMA gym and that's where they Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Why are we in like uh you know uh, Mr. Freeze's MMA, you know, factory yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't tell you that one. I have not, I've got no answer for that one at all. That uh, has studio interference written all over it as well. It might be. Yeah, it might be. MMA is really big with the kids. Let's end it in an octagon. <laughs> yeah, but it was, uh, it was, oh, motherfucker. No, I think I just, uh, I think I just understood why. I mean, it's not a good reason. But I believe, well, we'll get to it. So basically what happens here is Cole uh, takes the knife, Hanzo's knife, that um, Raiden gave him and starts using it. And Sub-Zero obviously is way more skilled than Cole. So Sub-Zero basically takes that knife and pushes it back into, like, towards Cole. Cole kind of grabs it with his hand. You see his blood, it, like, slashes his hand. His blood gets all over the the knife and this for some reason summons hanzo back from the nether realm who is oh yeah now fully in his scorpion gear um and this is kind of the uh the the, the climax of the movie the the sub-zero versus scorpion um very quickly scorpion uses his knife and hits sub-zero with the get over here which is uh, had to happen, obviously. And so the, the ninja fight is in full effect. This is all happening while Cole finds his family frozen in ice, and he just decides to punch his family out of the ice for some reason. As one does. As one does. As one does. Um, so I think, so I believe, I could be misremembering here, but I believe the thing, maybe the reason with the octagon at the end is because in the beginning, they said something about like you need to like work the cage better. Like you would have been fine if you like worked the cage better. And I'm quite sure at the end of this movie, um, so Cole and Scorpion kind of team up for for like 
the final fuck up of Sub-Zero. And I'm pretty sure Cole does some like jumpy stuff off the cage. So maybe that's showing like progression, like martial arts progression. Um, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Which I just now really reaching for that yeah, one. No, for sure. You're probably right though. Like I think you're right, but I, I still think it's stupid. Yeah, it, it absolutely. At is. the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Totally. It's just a fight. Totally. You know? Totally. Um, but then the way Sub-Zero finally meets his end is uh, Hanzo slash Scorpion removes his mask. And first of all, so earlier in the movie, he told Sub-Zero, never forget this face. And so 400 years later, um, Scorpion removes his mask and he's basically like, did you forget my face? Bitch, you're going to die now. And so he said, he's like, you like you sent me you sent me to hell. And you thought the flames would consume me, but instead I learned how to control them. And so he takes off his mask and breathes fire out of uh, out of his hellfire. In fact, it's not the same as Liu Kang's fire. That's very important. Uh, very important. Scorpion has hellfire, so uh, he breathes hellfire onto Sub Zero. Um, presumably kills him, but probably not. Nobody really dies, I would guess. So I, I thought it was wild that this whole buildup was just an allegory for COVID-19. And if you take your mask <laughs> off, you will you'll breathe hellfire onto your fellow man. Holy shit. Yeah, that's uh yeah, I think you nailed it. Um <laughs> it's just a lot of it's a lot of build up just to that, you know, but yeah. I appreciate it. Yes. Um so and so that was so that was the end of the of the final fight. They did have a string version of the iconic Techno Syndrome, Mortal Kombat's uh, theme song. I was pretty disappointed that we didn't get the full techno version. Um, I f- it would have fit so well. There's no question. It w- that song fits in literally any action sequence of any movie ever. And it sounds so good. And I feel like it's like they wanted to put it in, but not really. They should have just put it in. But so so it's because this was like the climax fight of the movie. Like, what did you think about this this fight? The Scorpion versus Sub Zero. I guess Scorpion and Cole versus Sub Zero. I thought it, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it was quick. That was my only thing yeah, is agreed. that it was over pretty quickly. Agreed. Um, but I think at this point it's just like there'd been so many fights that it's just kind of, uh, you know, it, we've seen so many different fighting styles and stuff like that. And so to me. I was like, wow, that was kind of a quick fight. But then, like, after the beginning with what happens to uh, – what's his name? Um, what happened to the Scorpion before he became Scorpion yep, yep. Uh, by Sub-Zero? I was like, it's kind of like ultimate payback. Like, yeah. you have, like, Hellfire and shit. And so um, uh, it definitely to me was like, this is totally setting some more shit up. Yes. We haven't even gotten the Mortal Kombat yet. <laughs> yeah. And so to me it was like, okay, here it is, like – they defeated this guy supposedly. I'm sure he'll come back somehow because no one dies, like you said. Yeah. Um, also, the actor yeah, signed up for four more movies. Right. Yeah. And so, like to me, it's just like, yeah, that was good. You know, I'm in. I'm in for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this whole movie is a bunch of action sequences, so I don't yes. like. I didn't see it as like needing to be like some grandiose thing because it was. It was over True. pretty quickly. I thought. Did right you so. get blue balls from the string motif of the techno syndrome, but it never truly dropped? Or is that just me? You know, like, I think just me seeing it because like they use it multiple times, right? You know, like, yeah, that. but not. Yeah, but but it's just the main it's like strings like 
Bum, 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 bum. Oh, I see. Oh, you mean the song. I see. Yeah, the song. Yeah, the song. I guess. I don't know. I don't have any connection to it from uh, that, okay, from that fair, aspect. Fair, so, fair, fair, fair. Um, but I could totally see what you're being like. You want to have that like OG OG song. Like you yeah. already did all this shit in this movie. That's right. ridiculous. You could throw it in there. Right. It's like you didn't like part of the like I get that. It's like the main like the bop, 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 bop. Like that's the main melody. But it's like there's so many. God, just imagine if, like, it's just, like, a slow shot of, like, Scorpion versus Sub-Zero. It's just, like, spinning around them slowly. Like, they're setting up, and you just hear... And it just, like, slowly builds up. That would be so much better, but whatever. Maybe maybe for the next one, because uh, as, as we have been talking about, after that happens, uh, the Mortal Kombat never happens. Uh, Shang Tsung teleports in and was like, ah, well shit and raiden's like look you're never gonna win the mortal Kombat. uh stop this like you're a cheater and uh i'm probably gonna tell the elder gods on you and uh, you're a bitch and i hate you and so shang sung you're a bitch and i hate you <laughs> yeah um so he says look ne- i'm coming back and next time i'm bringing armies so you're you're never gonna win the Mortal Kombat. I will fuck you up with armies. And uh, in the middle of his, I did like this. In the middle of this uh, rant, Raiden's just teleports him back to Outworld, <laughs> which I which I did he's like. Like, all right, bye bye. Yeah, he's like, oh, we're fucking done with you. Um, so then Raiden's like, all right, look, this is still gonna happen because we didn't do the Mortal Kombat, and it's like it has to happen. The gods say it has to so we're gonna put together a new list of champions and that brings us to the last scene where cole is back in his mma thing he's quitting and his the the trainer guy's like hey you want to fight tonight and cole's like nah like i'm, I'm retiring and he's like oh you're finally quitting fighting and cole's like mm, kind of <laughs> and uh so it's like uh <laughs> yeah it's kind of a kind of a very on the nose and so yeah He's like, well, what are you going to do? And he's like, oh, I'm going to Hollywood. He's like, what's in Hollywood? And he's like, it's not a what, it's a who. And this was so on the nose for me. <laughs> yeah, and so then the camera pans over, and it is teasing the reveal of in the next Mortal Kombat movie, um, Johnny Cage was going to be in the next Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, the Yeah, I was like, who the fuck is Johnny Cage? Well, no, actually, what? first you I was like, Johnny wait a Cage? second. I was confusing Johnny Blaze and Luke Cage ah, together. Yes, and I was yes. like, whoa, crossover. And then I was like, wait a second. No, I'm an idiot. There's never going to be a crossover with Marvel. And then I was like, Johnny Cage must be some dude. Yeah. Wow. Right. That's surprising. Johnny Cage is, is another one of the, uh, the OGs. It's like Sonya Blade, Johnny Cage, Liu Kang, Scorpion, Sub-Zero. And um, I don't know, probably one more that I'm forgetting. Are, are like the like the main ogs and so johnny cage is like the only one that didn't show up in this movie he's a very popular character he's kind of like he's he's an actor and he's kind of like the uh like he's very hollywood it's just like none of this like he doesn't give a fuck about any of this he only cares about being famous um until he you know he gets some character development in the games but generally his character is he's just like a He's like, yeah, I'm the shit, and all of this is a joke to me. Which, if you ask me, that should have just been the Cole character in this movie. Yeah, um, that's what I would have thought. Yeah, but but whatever. I guess they got to get people hyped up for the sequel. And then what pissed me off 
at the the first time I watched this was then Techno Syndrome comes on for the credits. And I wanted to say fuck right off. You should have played Techno Syndrome during the fights, not the credits. Um, but yeah, and it was a new kind of like dubstepy remix, but it was close enough. I would have been fine with that version in the fight. But anyways, once again, did not bother me at all. But I also really <laughs> have no connection to this whatsoever. Yeah, fair. You fair. know what I was thinking throughout this entire movie? Can you imagine just being like someone living life, like flipping burgers at McDonald's, and you don't realize that your entire world is about to be consumed by another realm because of a fight that you're not even aware of? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, I think about that. What happens in reality? Like how often we have must have come within minutes of like a nuclear apocalypse i mean the the existence of so many nukes and so many weapons of mass destruction implies that at some point uh someone thought about using all of them like yeah <laughs> I feel it takes like, uh takes a couple clicks i'm sure yeah yeah i i no, i think about that all the times like what must go on that people just don't just are unaware of just on a global scale of maybe maybe there have been several COVID-19 like things that almost got out that like people covered up like, Oh shit. I forgot to wash my hands. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Have fun Jeez, with the pandemic. Yeah. What a wild fucking movie though. Yeah. So, so, uh, over overall thoughts. What's, uh, what did you think? And I guess we can go into rating it right now if you want. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, I'll do my spiel as we do on the infinity watch podcast. We rate, whatever we're talking about, even if it's not Marvel, out of six whole unadulterated Infinity Stones. I'll I'll go first since uh, I am the non-expert here for this one. So Mortal Kombat, um, what a wild fucking ride. Things I never thought I would see in a movie. Uh, a gigantic saw hat cutting a woman <laughs> vertically in half. Uh, while a man rides her like a horse, even though she's a dragon woman. You know, someone's <laughs> arms getting ripped off from being frozen and then somehow those arms getting turned into metal you know all these crazy fucking things this movie is balls to the wall wild um <laughs> i would say for me like i would say it's like a like a really really solid four out of six nice um you know like and and i don't want to like i don't want to discount it because i'm giving it a four like i thought it was no, pretty yeah, enjoyable I um, I didn't really have to know anything and I still enjoyed it. It's, it's, it's like an hour and what, uh, like hour an hour and 40, 40 minutes yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like not super long and like, you can just like watch it and just, you know, I don't know, just sit back and just enjoy the ride of whatever the fuck happened in this movie. <laughs> and so, yeah, if, like from that perspective, I was like, I probably wouldn't have watched this if you hadn't suggested it and i'm kind of glad i did just because like wow nice. maybe to me it's almost like a cool primer maybe to see like that before shang chi comes out oh yeah that's how okay. i look at it because i feel yeah, like yeah. a lot of similar type of stuff totally so there's that nice yeah solid four out of six for me i like it yeah um yeah so for me it's like i've seen uh it seems like people are, are very split on, on this movie online, but I do think the split happens in like, did you go into this movie 
it depends on the mindset you go into it with i think <laughs> depends oh, on how yeah, much you for sure uh, and i would say that with like any movie right sure, like sure sure i like went into this movie going like hey like this is going to be like a crazy action fight kind of popcorn movie yeah. and like and i feel like <laughs> we discount these type of movies too much totally totally and not everything has to be fucking nomad land you know, where we're sad all the time. And not that yep. that's not a good movie. That's like a good movie, right? Obviously, one best picture for a reason. And and not everything has to be, you know, super, you know, heavy on, on message and things like that. This movie had like a clear storyline. It made sense. It's completely different than what we're used to. It's like heavy fantasy. Like, it's crazy. Um, but it like, it stuck to its own lore. It was fun to watch. And it was enjoyable. Like I thoroughly enjoyed watching this. Nice. That yeah, that is awesome. And uh, I mean, I I obviously did as well. And yeah, actually, I I am gonna give it the same score. A, a, a four out of six. Again, a, a strong four out of six. I I just the only thing that prevents it from being a five for me is just like, God damn it! I wanted to hear techno syndrome during a fight. <laughs> I love how the dog's holding it back. It's so funny to me. It's just the perfect... I mean, even in, like, the 90s, just camp fest, campiest fucking movie you've ever seen in your entire goddamn life, when they drop Techno Syndrome in the middle of a fight scene, there is nothing more epic in the world. It's just the perfect song for, uh, for something like that. And they didn't do it. It's like they got close but they didn't do it. And then obviously, you know, it's like, it was, it was pretty cheesy. It was pretty campy, but, but again, it's, those aren't necessarily bad things, but um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm very, very stoked for a sequel, which I'm sure will happen. I hope will happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah solid four out of six for me as well. Big fan. Yeah. Just, it was, it was an enjoyable watch a little bit different than what we're used to. Yeah. Definitely. Um, all right, let's let's jump over to recommendations. You got anything for us this week, Eric? Yeah, I guess just to stick with the theme, like I said, I actually just completed um, Mortal Kombat 9, which is basically the reboot. They kind of rebooted the series back in 2011. Um, and I played through the story mode of that. It didn't take, like, it's not super long. Um, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I will say, prepare yourself. Uh, the game was pretty like if you play video games you'll have of any kind you'll probably be fine until the very final fights where you are raiden versus shao Kahn, and i probably played that i almost gave up i almost didn't finish it because i knew it was the last Damn. one and i probably played that fight probably 30 times or so and it, it, it like it's not long and what i did was like i just popped in a podcast i'm like i know this is gonna take fucking forever but goddamn, it was tough. But um, I eventually did it. If you are at all interested, if you get to that point, don't give up. You can do it too. Um, just make use of teleports a lot. But uh, but yeah, that's a it's a very fun game. It was like a really well made game for 2011. I, I was really impressed. So yeah, I would. Uh, damn, 2011, huh? Yeah, yeah. I I would recommend Mortal Kombat. It's just called Mortal Kombat. It's not called Mortal Kombat Nine, but um. Yeah, it's just called Mortal Kombat. It's the reboot. Um, it's really fun. It was a, uh, yeah, it, it it was well worth. It was a solid way to burn like six hours for sure. Not in a it. row, but just you know, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that'd be quite the commitment. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah. All right, let me uh, let me 
take a step back off of the off the record here. So we might have to do a quick thing. So I wanted to talk to you before I gave my recommendation. So I was thinking for the podcast, I think we should take a two week break. Oh, we got okay. Mother's Day this next weekend. So now I'm going to be busy. Right. That's right. I'm going to be on vacation the weekend after. Okay. So I was thinking, let's do a two week break. And then we do an episode on the first four episodes of Invincible and then an episode on the, the second four. Oh, yeah, I like it. Because I think it's a lot. Like, I don't think we could talk about it all in one episode. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are, you're super right. I like that a lot. Because if we do that, then it'll be, so break, break, Invincible, Invincible, the Loki hype episode, and then we go straight into Loki. And then so at that point, we might have another break in like August for maybe a week or so maybe depending on when they release what if but if we take a break now then we like have like a solid like 10 weeks i think minimum where there's something going on between black widow loki and then you know what happens after that so um that's what i was thinking yeah that sounds great okay so then i'm gonna make my recommendation based on invincible then and and so i'll 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 talk about that right now then yeah all right, let me get back into my podcasting mode. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably just leave all that in so people get the context. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so um, my recommendation is is kind of twofold. I think if you watched Mortal Kombat, I don't know how many people watch it in theaters, but just being on HBO Max, I'm quite impressed with like their catalog of stuff. Yeah. Um, I feel like their movies are really good. I feel like they got a lot of good, really good TV shows. So I highly recommend keeping up with that. Because uh, I know I, I'm going to keep, you know, using HBO Max going forward, and I really have enjoyed it. Um, but um, other recommendation is Invincible, since we're going to be talking about it. So going on a two-week break um, after this episode um, between Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki. But before Loki starts up, uh, we will have two episodes going over the Amazon Prime series Invincible, which is based off a comic by Robert Kirkman. Um, and so that's about a, a superhero named Invincible. I won't, I won't talk about it more if you haven't seen it yet. So basically, um, we will have a podcast uh, after this, this break for two weeks. We'll have a podcast on May 24th for the first four episodes. And then we'll have a second podcast on the next week uh, for the last four episodes of Invincible, which is the season one there. It's an animated series. Highly recommend watching that. Um, and then I guess stepping outside of my recommendations following that. Uh, we will then be uh, going directly into the Marvel Disney Plus series Loki, which will be coming out uh, in the uh, first week or so of June. So lots of stuff coming at us, um, Invincible, Loki, and then lots of other TV shows, movies, Black Widow will be coming out. Um, so there's going to be lots of stuff for us to talk about. So um, we will talk to you guys again on May 24th. Um if you want to reach out to us, if you want us to talk about something in particular, whatever it is you want to comment on, you can tweet at Infinity Rewatch or shoot us an email at the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com. Man. Hey, can I say I'm gonna leave this in at the end? Well, maybe not, but it's just so you know. This is very annoying to me. Um somehow the way we record, I don't understand how, but the longer we go my file ends up one to two seconds longer than your file because what? it's just like hundreds of a second slower. 
So if you guys ever notice like weird, like it's like we're talking over each other or something, we're, I mean, we do sometimes, but like if it sounds like really weird, it's probably not that. It's that every single week, I've been meaning to mention this for weeks, every single week, I have to basically make cuts every 20 minutes or so and just nudge my audio over like half a second to make it continue to line up. Dude, that's bizarre. <laughs> it doesn't make any goddamn sense. The way we record this podcast, if you guys knew the way we recorded this podcast for you, you would give us five stars right now on the iTunes app. In fact, what an idea. You should probably go do that. Yeah, you know, I was going to mention that too. Um, <laughs> if you can go on Spotify, if you can go on Apple Podcasts, go on SoundCloud, wherever you're listening to this podcast, rate it, review it, share it with people. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, we try to put our all into this podcast and, and uh, you know, be entertaining and, and just provide a good analysis of whatever we're talking about. So we'd love for you to share the love because we put a lot of love into it. Yeah. All right. We'll be on break for a little bit, but then we'll be back to talk about Invincible. Oh, yeah. Do we have an Australian fuck the billionaires, Eric? Oh, fuck the billionaires. <laughs> you nailed it. Oh, my God. <laughs> billionaires. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs>